Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Happy Friday. It's Michelangelo, and it's time for another A&G Classic. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Many years ago, Apple computers had a commercial called 1984. Well, we're not going back to 1984, but we are going to go back to 1989. Now, Joe and Jack's show started in 1998, but we're going back to 1989 because Joe and Jack in this segment talk about the lowest points of their lives. Actually, it was Jack's lowest point of his life was in 1989. And Joe had kind of a similar situation at the time. Now, in this segment, you're going to notice that Gladys. That's the little flashback harp that I play to symbolize going back in time, of course. She's in this segment a lot. This segment's great for our listeners because you get to learn a lot about Joe and Jack in their younger years. A little bit how they started out in life. This segment shows that starting out in the radio industry, it's tough. A lot of low-paying jobs. A lot of minimum wage jobs. Um... A lot of hard work, sometimes a lot of travel from city to city to make it in the radio industry. And uh, Joe and Jack and myself, we've been very fortunate that the show has grown and uh, we've gotten a lot of listeners. And so we're very grateful. Plus, Jack talks about a very important lesson for people to know. And that's even if you don't like your job, it can always be worse. This segment was in 2009, the 20-year anniversary of the Tiananmen Square tragedy. And so the guys mentioned that quite a bit in this segment as well. So let's go back to 2009. 
when Joe and Jack talk about 1989. 20th anniversary of Tiananmen Square, right? Is that today? It's this week. Yeah, it is this week, which uh, for me is the 20th anniversary of the lowest point of my life. So um, wow. I always think about that. Do tell. Were you? I was working. Were you pining for Chinese democracy? And I don't mean the uh, Guns N' Roses long-awaited by no one album. It was the summer of 1989. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Get, give me some Huey Lewis. Just stand there. Don't stare at me like I've turned into a dog. And I'm talking, talking and uh, juggling with our all four pals, Michael. You didn't say anything. You just said Hugh- Huey I Lewis looked at Michael news. and I said Huey Lewis in the news. I you had a stroke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, say it again. It was the summer of 1989. Harp. Now, music, cue the music. And... I had just broken up with a uh, long-term girlfriend. See, I got it right. Just calm down, Joe. So, so there you were. The summer of 1989, I'd just broken up with a uh, long-time girlfriend at a very serious relationship. I was beyond flat broke. I was working three part-time jobs. You wanted a new drug. I was right, make it stop. Please. I was subletting an apartment from a college student who was gone for the summer. Mm. So I had access to the living room, the kitchen, and the bathroom, but nothing else. Not the bedroom? No, not Slept the bedroom. The there was no furniture. I owned nothing. I was sleeping on the floor with my shoes for a pillow. So you were a glorified squatter. With, uh, like I said, three part-time jobs. Somehow, some way, I'd have found a way to get a pillow. I'm not using shoes as a pillow. I would have found a way. And uh, a mounting debt. And one of them was inseminating cows. But a buddy of mine luckily loaned me a television. Personally, yes? He loaned me a television. So I'd get home from one of my three part-time jobs, my UPS job, and I'd get home at about midnight or so, and then I would turn on the TV and i watch this Tiananmen Square thing every night for hours and hours and oh, hours. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I was really into the story. Well, uh, but it was the the day, the very year of the Berlin Wall falling, right? Was that eighty nine? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so there there appeared to be for you kids I listening, think, or was that ninety two? No, that was eighty nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm bad at that sort of thing. I I, I love history, but I'm Un- not good at the dates. The Soviet Union fell in the early nineties, but the Berlin Wall did fall in eighty nine. Right. And so uh, for you youngsters listening, there was a feeling of optimism about the freedom of mankind. That if I were to properly explain it to you now would seem completely ridiculous and sappy. It appeared that freedom was sweeping the globe. It was sweeping aside communism and literally falling. You got the Berlin Wall being torn down. People tears streaming down their faces, streaming across and greeting their long lost relatives and friends and fellow Germans. To form together into a strong new Reich. Oops, no, I almost, just, I almost uh, went easy, across the line here. Easy, no Hitler, no Nazi, all week long. I believe at this time it was when we invented the Hitler ding. And that ding symbolized Joe talking about Hitler, even though we weren't talking about World War II. He would use that as an example or comparison. And then in China, China, a billion commies. It appeared that the students' cry for freedom would soon be answered. And, and uh, then it was answered with uh, automatic weapon fire, and they slaughtered 
hundreds, probably thousands. Yeah, I watched for hours all week long thinking, wow, I'm going to see China's government be overthrown to become a democracy. This is really good stuff. And then this is the dawn of a new era. Well, we, nobody actually knows what happens because there were no cameras allowed or videotape got out. But uh, tanks and guns rolled in and they shot a gazillion people. Right. They just opened fire. Lead was flying like crazy and they, the blood ran like a river through the streets and they cleaned it up, hosed it off and welcomed the tourists back. God, that was a miserable period in my life. Miserable. Mm. And I was 24 Literally, years old. Literally, your shoes for a pillow. Yeah. You couldn't like dislodge a cushion from the couch. I think there was no couch. Was Wad no up f- a shirt. Did no you own a shirt? F- no furniture. <laughs> Were you nude? Constantly <laughs> nude. Constantly he had, nude. It took weeks to find three part-time jobs that would let him work in the nude because he had no clothes. <laughs> and I ended up moving back to... Uh, uh, a town that I had lived in previously and taking an old radio job that I had hated but now seemed pretty good because oh, it paid a lot better. Oh, my. And, I ended up, and my dad came out with his car, and with his car and my car, we uh, loaded up everything and I moved out of there. It was very nice of my dad to come help me move because I was at a very low point in my life. Wow. God, it was awful. Wow. Turned, had to turn back to the crappy job of your youth. Your dad which actually had to help you a, move. Which actually had to help you move in what sense? You didn't have anything. I had more than I could fit in my car oh, of just okay. crap. Yeah. yeah. Albums and such. <laughs> right. Stuff that you're hanging yeah. on to when you're dirt poor. Um, you know, and this is another lesson I got out of, though. I went back to my crappy, crappy job that turned out wasn't that crappy once I got into the real world and saw, ah. saw how, you know, what the real world is like. Ah, I see. So, 89, that was, that was just a... A couple of years before you met the man who would become the most important person in your life. Right. The Reverend Sun Young Moon. (laughs) No, me! I kid! It was me, everybody! 1989! That's funny. Yeah. 1989. Yeah, gosh dang it. 89. Yeah, I was living in a townhouse. Next... (laughs) Michael, Michael, Bananarama. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, my. Actually, I'd rather hear the cars, given my choice. But, uh... <laughs> it was 1989. Um, der, da, D. Yeah, Judy and I were living in a townhouse. We were uh, f- fairly recently married. A couple of years prior. Um, and, uh, it's a single mom, her drunk, sometimes abusive husband would stop by occasionally. The kids were completely out of control. When they left the place, it had to be fumigated, as I recall. It was lovely. It was lovely. But I did have a pillow and pants. <laughs> so those doing pretty well. Those post-college years. Boy, I hated my job, though. I was making yeah. nothing. Woo! Those, those... First couple post-college years where you realize, wow, they don't just hand out great jobs to people. is That's really a, an eye-opening experience. Right. Right. This in is... my famous meeting with my boss in which he said, I said, you know, I'd really like a raise. And he said, well, your attitude stinks. Maybe if you get a better attitude and work hard, we'll give you a raise. And I was like, maybe if you give me a raise, I'll get a better attitude. And it... <laughs> And like the U.S. and Iran. uh, Did you actually say that? Not in those words, no. No, that was the gist of the discussion. That's what you were communicating, though. How am I supposed to have a good attitude? I'm eating rocks. I'm having to eat grass like a cow. I'm so poor. Yeah. 
well, you, you kind of suck as an employee. Well, of course I suck. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't say that. He was a very nice man, but uh, a lovely man. I wish I knew what he was up to now. He's probably dead. He smoked a lot. Oh, God, this guy chain smoked. He chain smoked like it was 1958. 1958. Chubby check. <laughs> nah, make it stop, damn it. That's enough of that. Chubby check. <laughs> Joe Getty was keeping me on my toes that day. I was working behind the scenes as fast as I could to get those songs on the air. The thing I love about Joe and Jack is not only can they talk politics, but of course they talk great slices of life. And I love those stories. I think they're both good storytellers. And I love it when they tell stories about when they were 20 or 30. Or You know, one of my favorite stories that Jack told was how he got kicked out of Denver when he was 19 years old for urinating in a parking lot. Just stuff like that. It's all relatable stuff. We've all done stupid things when we were younger, and we all have those funny stories that we laugh about now, and yet at the same time shake our heads and hope our kids don't do the same thing. Well, thanks for joining me for another classic A&G segment. I'll keep going through the archives until next week. Well, I guess that's it.